0: asset management podcast for April 10th, 2013. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to be talking about some of the big differences between brokers and investment advisors. So to start off the discussion, we want to explain what a fiduciary is. So Tom, do you want to explain that? Yeah. And
1: it's amazing to see, even though we've got two groups of people, investment advisors and brokers who are trying to manage money for clients, there couldn't be more differences between the two sets. So a fiduciary is the person who looks after the assets on the behalf of someone else. And a fiduciary is expected to act in the best interests of the person whose assets they're managing
0: so what is a fiduciary obligation
1: yeah there's actually it's good to know what a fiduciary is but also what is their obligation the fiduciary in the investment world is someone who manages the assets uh for the benefit of the other person rather than for his or her own profit and that's really important you see uh in the investment world we've got investment advisors who work for clients, they work for the individual. You've got brokers in the same business who uh, are employees of a brokerage firm, even though they're called something else. Uh, these employees of a brokerage firm, they have to, uh, you know, raise their revenue every year. How do they do that? By generating fees and commissions. So. Uh, we're going to get into who's got a fiduciary obligation and, and who really does not, but the main thing to remember
0: is an investment advisor has a fiduciary obligation to their clients. So do brokers have a fiduciary obligation to their clients? Well, the,
1: the main thing that they've got is they've got a, they, their recommendations have to meet a presumption of suitability. What they recommend to their clients has to be something suitable. So, Brendan, if you're a client and you came to your broker and said, hey, I'm I'm a growth-oriented investor, what do you have for me? And you put a large portion of their investable assets into something like Netflix that goes up and down 20 points in either direction uh, every day, that may not be – a a really good recommendation for them. It might technically be suitable because it is certainly a growth investment, but it may not be really what's right for them. An investment advisor, on the other hand, has to make sure that his recommendations are not only suitable, but they also have to be prudent. And that's why we use these point-and-figure charts because they help us to determine Good points to get in and get out of different investments. See, it's one thing to recommend a growth investment. You know, if you recommend uh, Apple at $700 and then it goes down to $450, not so good. Even though it was still a growth-oriented investment, it really wasn't very prudent to be buying it at its all-time high. So investment advisors have that extra additional level where they've got to make sure their recommendations are
0: not only suitable, but they're also prudent as well. You mentioned earlier that sometimes brokers are called things other than stockbrokers. So what are some of those names?
1: Okay. Uh, Years back, they used to be called stockbrokers or customers' men. Uh, For a long time, in the 60s and through the 70s, stockbrokers were called account executives, uh, which really is a pretty good term to describe what they are. They work for a company and they handle accounts. But over the years, as financial planning has kind of gotten into the mix here, that the brokerage community has really done a good job of blurring the distinctions between stockbrokers who work for a brokerage firm and investment advisors who work for clients. And so now, stockbrokers go by terms like investment counselor or financial consultant or this one, financial advisor. I mean, that just sounds like investment advisor. It sounds like it's almost the same term. Uh, but there's a vast difference between the obligations of a broker. Remember, he's an employee of a brokerage firm. His job is to raise revenues every year and meet sales goals. But he's also got to, you know, juggle that with, you know, meeting his clients' expectations. It's really hard to serve two masters uh, when you've got your your company telling you you've got to raise revenues and your client saying, I don't want to trade my account. So there's a, it's a tough, tough road to hoe. Uh, Investment advisors, real simple, they work for the client, they don't work for a brokerage firm. In many cases, an investment advisor is a fee-only advisor like Maluli Asset Management, and that tends to work out to be a pretty good arrangement for the clients. Now, when we talk about different investments and different opportunities and different things that go on in the, in the investment world, we need to remind you that none of the securities that we mentioned in, in this presentation represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. And this presentation is not a recommendation to go out and buy or sell any of the securities that we mentioned here. And quite frankly, if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, you're likely making a huge mistake. And so we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any kind of investment. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, you can uh, feel free to contact us. You can find us on the web at maluli.net, or you can call us at
0: 732-223-9000. Okay, that's all we have. And hopefully now you understand the difference between brokers and investment advisors. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.